This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm Cheyenne. And each week, we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time. Good morning, sunshine. What are you drinking today? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So, first of all, I'm obviously not a morning person. Also, Cheyenne, why are we recording this in the morning? (laughs) We are recording in the wee hours of this Sunday morning. This is the most live, legit podcast you guys are probably ever going to get from us. Because I'm not even going to edit this motherfucker. We're just going to send it out into the universe. (laughs) And this is also a reflection of how much I love my people. Yes. Because I'm doing this for you. <laughs> you are doing this for me, and I appreciate it. So uh, we had a different episode planned for this week, and in the editing process, we just discovered a few too many technical glitches. It didn't feel like the quality that we want for this podcast, and we just made the executive decision that it would be an episode that was better re-recorded. So we had to punt. So we decided to have coffee together this morning and have a very, very authentic chat about something spooky while we're both waking up for our big day. So welcome to Morning Brew. Morning Brew, as in we are mourning the content that we lost. That we lost. also morning. <laughs> and so who knows? This will be a catch-all space for podcast episodes that you know, have weird audio quality or ended up not quite being what we thought they were. We've got we've got a safe space for those places to fall now. But I'm very excited about today's episode as oh, yes. it is. This this did inspire greatness for sure. Yes. I'm, I'm actually very excited about this series, even though like you can hear my croaky ass. Yes. <laughs> I am I'm struggling through it, but nothing gets me out of bed like something spooky, you know? Yes. Um, and everyone that, will have that, to go and tell us like how you're how you're relating to this this morning. Yeah, are you a Cheyenne absolutely. or are you a Shale? <laughs> yeah, Team Shale, the the anti morning people. <laughs> and I'm Team Dinner at five p.m. in bed by eight. So all my old ladies come hang out. But yes, so what I am drinking, I am drinking a lot of coffee this morning. My God, I Um, forgot that that's the question I even asked. I know. We just went just went went for it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm drinking coffee because not only am I up earlier than I normally would be on a Sunday morning, but I also got, you know, nothing gets me out of bed like something spooky, but also nothing gets me out of bed (laughs) in the middle of the night, like hearing your cat puking. You know, that sound sound. will wake me from a dead sleep. (laughs) Like I can hear Willie start to barf at the bottom of the stairs and I am out of bed and down there so fast. Yep. So uh, I dealt with that a little bit last night too. Kitty's fine. But yeah, then, you know, after that, you're you're a little rattled. (laughs) And so then it's hard to get back to sleep. And so I'm just I'm a hot mess. I'm coming to you live as a hot mess. Yes. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) We love it. Showing up exactly as we are in the world today. Yeah. So in my coffee, I have some vegan um, caramel creamer. Mm. And that's it. Because Shale does all things one-stop stop, one-stop shop <laughs> special. So it's coffee and creamer and I'm here. 
And I so appreciate that. Well, we and, made it. and we all know, I mean, I've coffee and cream is, it's my thing. So that's what I'm drinking this morning. Although my coffee morning adventure was a little frazzly too. I accidentally broke my French press this morning. Oh, that's devastating. As I was getting ready to make coffee for this. And I like, I have had that French press for six years, probably. It was gifted to me by a friend. It's not even a fancy French press. It's like a cheap $20 Target one, but I loved it more than anything, and I'm heartbroken. But because I'm a thrifty witch, I had my camper percolator coffee pot in the cupboard instead of in my camper. So I'm having legit camp coffee today that I made in my percolator on the stove and... I think I did okay. It's hard when you're change when you're so used to a certain amount of beans, and then I switch to the percolator and I put like half a cup of beans in this. So I'm probably gonna be going for a while. <laughs> you could just be like Jack. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Yes. So are you mourning your French press? Oh, that's mean. I am though. I called him <laughs> literally. This is so embarrassing. My French press's name was Mr. Wiggles. <laughs> No, that's amazing. <laughs> because he was like rainbow bright colored. Like the little knobby on top was yellow and his lid was green and his handle was red and his little feet were blue. So he was all of the colors of the wiggles. Okay, that's actually brilliant. And I I texted the, the friend who gifted it to me because she was always very creeped out that I called it Mr. Wiggles and told her that he died this morning. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh, this got so dark so fast. Uh, no, we'll, we'll have to see how how that works out but it was very sad and I am mourning it oh well RIP French press <laughs> thank you for your sacrifices all of these years the good news is I mean just divine timing of all of this right because my I mean I was lucky enough to have a percolator so I actually got coffee this morning but my mother-in-law also um I think has gifted us a new coffee maker for Christmas think that's what Brandon requested of her and um and he gets to go pick it up today so the timing actually worked out really well wow that's divine yeah. timing if I've heard of it so it was time time to move on time to shed some leaves let go of those people in our past that maybe we love that are no longer serving us R.I.P. Mr. Wiggles <laughs> why was that so inspirational though <laughs> <laughs> I'm very profound in the morning I know, and I'm just sitting here processing. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we're going to start the way we love to start and let you drink some of your coffee and catch up to my buzzing. Is that shuffling? I my hear? buzzing energy. But that is <sighs> shuffling. We are drawing from our literary witch deck today. Yay, I love this deck. The fun part about this deck is we talk about loving it, right? And all of you are going to hear that in the episode. There is actually yet to be an episode that we have published where this has been the deck that we've been using, even though I've used it in a bunch of episodes that you haven't heard yet. Oh, wait, for, for real? real. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so this is my favorite deck. Um, the actual, uh, I think that's true. It wasn't in Sam's, right? No, because we drew a goddess for Sam. Right. Yeah. So we've drawn from this deck a few times and 
some of the, it's just, yeah, it's just funny because we've talked about loving it, but this is everybody else's introduction to it. Unless you got a literary witch card pull from me from leaving a review on iTunes. If you haven't done that yet, please go write us a review and rate us five stars. Um, every written review still gets a card pull probably now until forever. So go ahead and just spread the love. But this and also, oh, sorry, yes. Also, I am getting up in the morning for you all. So yeah. if that doesn't warrant us a review of five stars, Jill is I don't know what up does. and has been up on a <laughs> Sunday morning after I emergency texted her at like eight p.m. last night that this episode wasn't going to work. <laughs> so yeah, we all make sacrifices. Um, and there's not even a margarita. There's not even morning, a mark. So. There's not. It's not even Irish coffee. <laughs> so this deck i'll do a quick introduction you guys are probably going to hear this introduction multiple times just because that's how drawing podcasts work but it is a deck by katie haram and taisia kataiskaya it has an accompanying book it is my most favorite deck it is literary um you know icons and and some people you might not know about but icons in other cultures it's a very diverse deck um, but all of these literary women, women of literature who have been reimagined as um, are reimagined through a witchy lens. So this these cards are beautiful. They um, it's a 70 card deck with 30 witches and 40 tools or familiars or materials, the witches materials. So what we're going to do is draw a material and a witch and see who we get today. OK. Ooh, interesting. This is actually an interesting one for what we're going to talk about today because fairy tales are like her jam. So the witch we have drawn today is Angela Carter. Ooh. Yeah, so she represents identity, investigating identity, roles, and who you are. So this, um, this card is... It's a bust portrait of Angela. She has like dripping blood from her bodice that's going into the mouth of a wolf at the bottom. There are two spread legs coming from the bottom and two creature paws coming from the top. And they're all encased in this thorny rose bush as well. So for those of you who don't know, Angela Carter is um, best known for her feminist fairy tales. So she, you know, reimagined stories like Little Red Riding Hood and Beauty and the Beast um, as sumptuous tapestries depicting sexual, violent scenes ornamented with symbols and adjectives. She was fascinated by their performance of femininity, and her works often feature showgirls, trapeze artists, and dolls. Um, so she's just cool. If you haven't read her fairy tales, you should. They are dark and twisted and sexy, and she's brilliant. Um, we will post, what will we post? Well, I'll post photos of, of these cards with a little, little bit more info and some information on where you can read some of her work, um, on stories later today, because we're all doing this in real time. So <laughs> yeah, she's somebody that we need. She is a vibe and she is a I vibe. That's how everyone should spend their Sunday with feminist fairy tales. Oh, for real. <laughs> Especially dirty ones. Mm -hmm. um, and so the tool we've drawn from her is the white dress. It's a beautiful kind of Victorian style dress, which represents appearances, society, and gender. So how fitting. <laughs> we we so have our funny. feminist fairy tale author um, and, and, you know, gender appearances, societal roles, flipping those upside down. Um, 
yeah, just a cool combination of cards. And I'll go a little bit deeper on Instagram in these today and see what everyone else's reactions are to these. But speaking of fairy tales, what have we got on the docket for today? We have the one, the only, the handsomely, devilishly adorable <laughs> Krampus. I'm so glad we're both hot for Krampus. Oh, he's so Krampus hot. Is hot. Have you <laughs> seen that it. tongue, though? Yeah. Come <laughs> on over any day, Krampus. Beat me with that purse. I am rod. dying. Because, like, the picture I am looking at as you said that is, like, him depicted with his tongue out and, like, a kid just <laughs> crying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry, not sorry. Mom, you probably don't want to listen to this one. I'm probably going to sexualize this goat man a lot. <laughs> That's a mood. <laughs> that is a mood. Um, so who is Krampus? Right, so, What's his deal? Yeah, so Krampus is the uh, counterpart to old Saint Santa Claus, the old Saint Nicholas. Um, he actually comes from Germanic folklore. And so as Cheyenne mentioned, he's basically the demon of christmas mm-hmm. really he is a he's a half goat half demon and the reason he exists um according to germanic folklore is because he comes to whoop up on kids that are acting naughty so basically around christmas time which in the germanic regions of the world which is like germany and austria and countries in that kind of region Basically, the day before Santa Claus gets there, which is December 6th, um, so much earlier than kind of we celebrate over here in the United States, on December 5th, if you've been a bad kid, you get your butt whooped <laughs> hardcore <laughs> by by Krampus. And uh, then um, he also takes you down to the underworld. So basically... <laughs> It's the boogeyman of Christmas, but much more terrifying. Terrifying. Um, so did you know that Krampen in German actually means claw? I did not know yeah. that. Or like you think like crampons, like he used to walk around in ice. That's oh, where yes. all of that comes mm-hmm. from. So his name literally is claw, which is awesome. Yeah. So if, if I could describe him to you. So he 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 looks like, um, you know, if most people are familiar with like a fawn or pan from Celtic literature or celtic mythology so he's your kind of traditional half goat demon looking dude um (laughs) he has very dark hair um and he has really long curly horns terrible scary fangs claws as we've already mentioned and a hella long tongue hella long tongue the tongue has always a little bit confused me from the child perspective Cause like I get why I like his tongue, <laughs> but it's all, it was just a funny thing where I was like, Oh, they were like, yeah, give him a long tongue. That's going to make him scary. You know, I think it has to do with like snakes. Ooh, yeah. Right. Cause especially something that's kind of counter to c- Catholic religion, right. Is the snake, the snake from the garden of Eden that convinced that little devilish woman Eve to eat an apple you know he had a tongue too team Lilith forever <laughs> we definitely need to do a Lilith episode at we some do point I'm feeling feisty this morning 
I know you're you're hyping <laughs> me up. It's good. <laughs> um. So also according, so I have a a National Geographic article that I'm referring to that we'll definitely include in the show notes that gives a great overview of Krampus, where he comes from, who he is. Um, but also something that's really interesting because Krampus really is from Germanic culture. Apparently, it's also said that Krampus is the son of the Norse god, Hel, who actually rules over the realm of the dead. So hence why he has the ability to lure kids down well not even lure he drags your ass stuffs you in a sack and he takes your ass home yep so when you're being naughty that's what happens so he basically has that nepotism in in daddy hell (laughs) and and uses it which good for him i guess i mean it's all about who you know that's how that's how everybody gets hired (laughs) these days Mm mm-hmm Oh, that's funny. And so he also he also carries a chain and a belt and a bundle of sticks. And that's what he, he whoops some tail with. And then he drags in it, naughty kids to the underworld after that. So all, I guess my takeaway from this whole story, fairy tale, is that Germanic cultures are hardcore. And I really wonder... If there's a single bad kid, like, do they even deal with bullying over there? Or were all the kids petrified for their lives from day one? I was, it's so funny. I was reading an article about um, a festival. I forget the the little town that it happens in, but they literally go up into the mountains and there are a bunch of volunteer Krampuses who chase the townspeople and children back into town and they will hit you if they catch you with their birch rods and people get, like, legit injured every year, but it's the town's, like, favorite <laughs> tradition. And Germans are just hardcore in general. I, I'm i impressed, honestly. And what a good, you know, like, nothing would get me in shape better. Oh, than being someone's going to beat the crap out of me? Yeah, no kidding. I will <laughs> run. Uh, that's really funny. Did you... Um, uh, oh, where'd my little note go? Oh, birch. I wanted to talk about the the rods that he uses because they're specifically birch rods that he carries, which are a direct reference to old pagan rites and rituals. Uh, birch is, is a wood that is used by kind of these more demonic, godly dudes. Um, and then the chains people were saying that I was reading chains were added later by the Catholic Church in an attempt to bind him. And that's what those chains represent. Um, but the Catholic Church actually Very banned Krampus in the 12th century. That was the first time they banned Krampus because he resembled the devil. But what's funny about this is that there's a lot of evidence that the Christian devil or Satan figure was directly stolen from Krampus lore. That would make a lot and not, of sense. And not the other way actually. around. So they banned him because they were like, he looks like the devil. But also, yeah, you guys know that. You used him in your drawings <laughs> as a reference point. So it was your decision, which I just thought was kind of funny. But the, so like the goat, you know, the goat feet, the bottom half, the horns, um, you know, goats are, as are willful creatures. They're not able to tame easily or at all, which is why they're, um, they're that animal that is represented with these, you know, with Satan, with these de- demonic dudes. Yeah. Is that why, 
I always wondered why it was goats because, but I mean, that makes sense because they are like raging. Yeah, you can't train a goat. A goat's going to do whatever the fuck it wants. I mean, they eat anything. Anything. And like kick step and jump off a step and go bananas parkour on everything. Yeah, my grandma said that she used to have a goat that when she was little would come and like headbutt her (laughs) off of her tricycle every single day. And I was like, well, grandma, the real like... I guess moral of that story is why were you getting on your tricycle? And also in front of a goat. Yeah. Like the goat's (laughs) going to do what he's going to do. You have the choice. Um, But those symbols, you know, those symbols of of goats or that horned devil, you know, they were adopted into Christianity in an attempt to reuse symbols that the native people they were trying to assimilate to their culture would be familiar with. So that's kind of how Krampus became. They were like, oh, we're going to take this God you know, this wintertime solstice God that you have, and we're going to, you know, tweak him a little bit and make him evil because that's what we do. And, yeah, and that's kind of how that legend was born. Yeah, it's really interesting because I did notice that while going through this article that even National Geographic made a point to specifically highlight the fact that Krampus shares characteristics with other scary demonic creatures um, that look similar even in like Greek mythology. Like I already mentioned satyrs and fauns and and creatures like that. But it is funny that there's like this universal, if it's a half goat dude, he's bad. Yeah, I know, (laughs) which is just funny. Um, Because those characters too, like those fauns, they're always really cheeky. They're always really sensual. They're very Very treachery for sure. They just, yeah, they're goats. They do whatever the fuck they want. So, okay, that just made me think of a really funny thing um, that I still, you know, like those embarrassing things you yes. did when you're in third grade. <laughs> you're sitting there like, how does this have something tied to something you did embarrassing in third grade? I'm show? ready. Well, let me explain to you. So I was obsessed with The Lion, the Witch, yes. and the Wardrobe, like my absolute favorite book series. And did you ever have those days <laughs> where you dress up as your favorite character? Do you know who you're talking to? My entire identity is like okay, five yes. different literary <laughs> characters that I just like plagiarize violently. Well, I mean, all the time. I mean, well, I meant more like that makes sense for you, of course. But I meant more like you know, your school does a dress as your favorite yes. character day. So normal kids dress like I don't know Snow White or whatever. <laughs> and Shale, a little pagan in the making, apparently <laughs> from the beginning, I dressed up like Mister Thomas from the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Like, I wore a beard to school. I had, like, these pants made out of felt that looked oh, like If fur. you have a picture of that, please <laughs> send it to me. I don't – I'll have to ask my mom for it. But I was, like, no wonder why I got made fun of growing up. Like, that's how I decided to go to school. But, you know what? I'm proud. Like, I knew that I was loving little pagan creatures from the beginning. Tumnus, so. I mean, spoiler alert for Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. His betrayal is maybe one of the ones that has cut me deepest in all of literature ever. Forever. Mm-hmm. Just like, dude, I was so in love with you. Okay. I was too. <laughs> like, I adored him. And it was so funny because when the movie came out, um, I don't know, that came out when we were in Yeah, like, I think I was school, in sixth grade. I guess. Yeah, I still remember feeling like when I saw him on the TV, I was like, oh my gosh, like my heart clenched where I was like, I loved you so, so much. much. No, I completely, same page. I loved him. I just loved him. And he ripped my heart out. Yeah. 
as goat men are wont to do, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Moral of the story today. Um, Did you know that our tradition of leaving like milk and cookies? I mean, so everyone, we just need to be very aware that so many of our Christmas traditions are deeply, deeply pagan. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, including something as simple as leaving an offering overnight for an invisible visitor in your home, like milk and cookies for Santa. I'm so angry right now. How have I not made that connection until right? this exact moment? I just, I'm ready to flip <laughs> my desk. Like Yule trees, <laughs> Feast of Fools. We're going to get into this. We're going to have a deeper Yule episode because there's just so much knowledge there. But milk and cookies, leaving an offering out is a direct, like, ancestral or, you know, devoted godly offering, which I think is just fun. But, of course, Krampus has his own offering that you are supposed to leave him. Because why wouldn't he? And because he is, he probably listens to our podcast. Absolutely, Krampus, Krampus listens me to our up, podcast. Listens to our podcast. You leave out <laughs> schnapps or fruit brandy for Krampus. He just, he just gets, gets cooler. Cooler, you guys. He's a cool guy. Also, stationary nerd moment. Um, greeting cards. Europeans have been exchanging greeting cards with Krampus depicted on them, and usually Krampus and Saint Nicholas together because they are buddies and they hang. All about duality, right? You can't have the good guy without the bad guy, and more often than not, they are friends. Right. <laughs> They're in the same line of business. Krampus and Saint Nick. <laughs> they very much are. The way it's they go about it is quite but different. But whatever. It works. Um, but Europeans have been exchanging greeting yeah. cards with Krampus on them since the early 1800s. So he's either depicted, you know, chasing children or carrying children away. Or more often than not, and we'll post some of these too, I found some very salacious old world greeting cards of him chasing some buxom lasses. Um, with that babely tongue hanging out so there's some (laughs) there's some fun (laughs) just some fun art um there's a lot of really cool and interesting art i think that we'll we'll do like a whole art show on the instagram today because there's some fun stuff yeah i think we just need to have a tradition moving forward where that's like the only christmas cards we exchange well so you know what's funny about krampus um as far as things get to America a little late, you know, we're young. Yeah, we tend to be we're a young country. And then we bit. like to discover things and pretend that, oh, my gosh, we didn't know about this. So obviously nobody else ever has. <laughs> Which is that not a teenager oh. mentality? Like your parents will be telling you something your whole life. And then once you feel like you discovered it, you're like, yeah, I'm so much smarter than them. America is a teenager for sure. Um, that reminds me of a time we were at a restaurant with my parents and some cover of a song came over the radio or it wasn't a cover. The original song came over the radio, but there was a Disney channel movie that did a cover of that song. And that was the first time I heard it. I don't even remember what song this was, but I was like, Whoa, I've never heard this version of the song. And my mom was like, this is the original. And I was like, what are you talking about? This came out like two, two years ago. And she's like, yeah, no, this song's from like 1972. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. I don't know anything. <laughs> I had that moment when I was in like show choir in like middle school and um I we were singing all yeah. of the ABBA songs 
So when I brought the music home, I was like, mom, we're playing all these like hip music, you know? And she's like, <laughs> ABBA. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's 18. Like, I didn't even know my teacher knew this CD. And she's like, oh, no, honey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ignorance is bliss, truly. Truly. So I think I figured out, is that run yes. called Krampusloff? Did you find it? Okay. So yeah. So. In this article, too, it says a more modern take on the tradition in Austria, Germany, Hungary, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic involves drunken men. So they're not even just like sober. They're drunk. <laughs> Amazing. You dressed as devils who take over the streets for Krampuslav. Slav. I think that's how you say that. A Krampus run of sorts where people are chased by devils. It's like the run of the bulls, but probably more dangerous. Honestly, that is probably the one thing that would give the running of the bulls a run for its money. <laughs> a run. Uh, we're funny in the morning yeah people are gonna be like wow this morning brew stuff is shale where it's at unhinged sober and tired it's great (laughs) i know you'd think we'd be weirder after margaritas but really we're just weird yeah it just happens all the time this is our default margaritas yeah yeah (laughs) and margaritas actually oh funny um, oh, so sorry. What I was saying earlier about Americans being teenagers and stealing things and then pretending like, oh, my God, no one's heard of this before. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got to watch out on our tangents. Yeah, we go we places. Just, we kind of go off. <laughs> uh, so Krampus kind of only really returned to our collective consciousness as a pop culture icon. I did hand gestures when I said icon for everyone who can't see me, which is everyone. Ooh. Um <laughs> <laughs> Because of kind of this, like, bah humbug, anti-capitalist desire to have a Christmas anti-hero in the States. You know, Christmas is like, I and I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I love Yule. I love the whole season. I like all the traditions. I love me some twinkle lights. Like, I can get down with most of it. Um, but a lot of people are like, fuck Christmas. It's the worst. Which, fine. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of in that team. I'm trying so hard because like my husband and I, we can be like polar opposites sometimes where like, I am like Halloween forever. And he's like Christmas forever, you know? And so I'm really trying to be like the good balance in that. And, you know, if he lets me go like balls to the walls for Halloween, I should theoretically go balls to the walls for Christmas. Right. So it's taking some time, but I'm getting there. But today, or not today, this year is the first year, and I think it's also because of 2020, that I actually decorated for Halloween, not for Halloween, <laughs> for Halloween very early, yes, but for Christmas before Thanksgiving this year. Yes. So I'm making progress. Um, I think the Thanksgiving, we talked about this too, the Thanksgiving timeline is irrelevant, even outside of a 2020 year, because Thanksgiving is a trash mm-hmm. holiday. Uh, so you can put yeah, your tree up whenever the hell you want. Just make sure you water it. Or you can be like me and I just have That's a plastic fair too. one. Mostly I said water it as a reminder because, for me when I'm listening yeah. to this later to go water my tree. Yeah. I, I have done the real tree in the past and it becomes a total fire hazard. Fair, so for sure. It's a good reminder. Um, but yeah, so all of this anti-Christmas sentiment kind of brought him back in, in a big way in the early 2000s. Um, we've had... As of 2018, more than 10 Krampus movies in the early 2000s. So we basically get a Krampus movie every year. And I do know there's actually, I think, a World War I version. 
of the Krampus story. It's called Krampus Origins. Um, I'm kind of angry because I haven't even <gasps> okay. seen a single one of those. And so I the feel one like you I and I need to watch, the one that is like kind of credited with the the real resurgence of Krampus in pop culture is a 2015 dark comedy horror film with Tony Collette and Adam Scott. Oh yes. I've been dying to see that. It's never have made it. Yeah. So we should watch that one together. It's like my kind of horror movie because I need my horror to be pretty campy. Um, (laughs) and so like the, yeah, like dark comedy horror is kind of my jam. I need it. You know, I like, I need it to be like Sweeney Todd. I either need show tunes or, or some comedic relief. I need something right. <laughs> because my brain will latch on to the one scary moment in anything and I'll never stop thinking about it. And then right. Well, which I'm warming you. to that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've been very bad this year. People are going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. People are going to be like having such a different perspective on Krampus after this episode. They're I think it's like, important wow, to remember that he saying. is St. Nicholas's pal. Like, they hang. He's not all bad. He's taking away the bad kids and throwing them in the pits of hell. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, favorite. the guy's just trying to do his job. <laughs> Cut him a freaking break. Um, but there have been, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of different TV references to Krampus. He's been in an episode of The League. He's been on The Colbert Report, Supernatural, Graham, American Dad have all had Krampus episodes. Um, there's a 2012 novel called The Yule Lord. And he's like a video game evil boss in a bunch of different, like, Christmas campaigns in a bunch of different video games. So he's kind of, he's made this resurgence. Like, you can find Krampus dolls now. There, you know, there are places in the states now who are doing you know krampus knots and you can go and see him at the mall with santa <laughs> Ooh, so you just use that, that is the, that's that? the word right for that december 5th night it literally is krampus night in german so that's the night that he shows up yeah. which is december 5th so we're doing this a couple days early so you all can prepare yourselves get your brandy get, yeah, get your that offering, brandy out scare the crap out of your terrible children or reinforce the good behavior in your good ones. I don't know your kids. <laughs> parenting, parenting, parenting advice from me. From don't Shen. ever take it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just everyone. I want everyone to be prepared, right? You got to know what you're what you're up against here. <laughs> uh, but. I'm excited about it. I think Krampus is the anti-hero we all need right now. I do think that's really funny because I I kind of feel exposed a little bit when you say that because it's like, yeah, that's kind of the thing that draws me to Krampus is the fact that it's kind of like a dark twist on the typical Christmas, which I do enjoy. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. Like, I do enjoy, like, the joy and all of the good feelings around Christmas, but sometimes it's just so overhyped where you, it's almost like, Oh, that secondhand embarrassment cringe factor of like watching Hallmark movies is very real, but I'm also still going to watch them. Right. And so it's (laughs) right. Exactly. So it's just kind of fun to think about the duality of that and, and kind of embrace this character that has been around for so long um, so it is kind of, it is funny that you bring up the teenage dumb of the United States when he is so old, like Krampus has been around for centuries upon centuries. He basically was 
created or envisioned the same time as Saint Nick, right? It had to happen around that same time because we needed that duality and you needed something to scare the kids that were bad so that they would behave. Isn't that so funny? I feel like Krampus Santa Claus. The threat because so I work in a retail boutique, right? So I Especially right now, right. I can't even tell you how many times yesterday I heard, you know, put it on your list or stop touching that Santa's watching or, you know, all of those different right. iterations of using Santa not bring not rewarding you instead of somebody actively coming mm-hmm. to punish you. And I feel like Krampus is a much better motivator than Santa because I'm like, I you could live without presence, but if a threat is being dragged to hell... Maybe you'll be good and stop pulling <laughs> yeah. your sister's hair. Seriously, I mean, I was definitely one of those kids that was more devastated by my parents. Oh, for like, sure. We're not mad. We're disappointed than like actually being in trouble, trouble, you know? So this would have 1000% yeah. worked for me. I, I was that kid. Like if you told me to go sit in my I room, I would sit on my bed and cry and think about what I did until you came and got me. My little brother would go <laughs> in his room and be like, oh, my toys are here. Like Same. that was smart. Though it was so funny that my youngest brother, I have a, a a younger brother that's like 16 years younger than me. He did have this one year where he was obsessed oh, with his socks. And I couldn't figure it out because my mom would be like, you know, if, if he found a sock on the floor in the living room, he'd wig and like have to run and throw it in the laundry. But it was like just socks specifically. Like you could see an old sweatshirt thrown somewhere and he didn't care. But <laughs> so I finally asked my mom, like, what, what is up with that? Like, why is he so obsessed with socks? And apparently he had seen Santa in the mall or something. <laughs> and so Santa just did what Santa does at the mall. And he's just like, remember to put your dirty socks in the Funny. laundry bin, you know? And so then he was just obsessed with it. Like, you, if he saw a dirty sock, he thought for That's sure he was so funny. It it's so funny what you latch <laughs> so. on to. Oh, and this is something I wanted to ask you because this is what Krampus right. brought up for me. Um, my no, it's a funny one. I I'm think scared of what this question might be. My childhood um, <laughs> fear, like my irrational, I was I was convinced that I was going to be kidnapped. Like. It was one of, you know, like stop, drop and roll, all of those things they pound into your head, all of that stranger danger stuff. I don't know if it's because my parents also watched a lot of news and I was one of those kids who always paid attention. Like if it was on, I was watching it. Um, But I was, or, you know, I read a lot as a kid, so I don't know where it came from, but the likelihood, I was just convinced that the odds of me being kidnapped were really freaking high. Like everyone... Maybe every child is attempted kidnapped at one point, and it's up to the child to be diligent enough to not get kidnapped. That's just how it was in my brain. So this would have extra worked for me because I already thought I was going to get kidnapped at some point. Yeah, and this would have – I see where you're going with this question because my irrational childhood fear – and I think it was because um, I did have, like – my grandparents were very, very um, religious, and – they yeah. did do the devil thing a lot. <laughs> and like, I remember my grandpa, he was so funny. Um, Like when that movie, uh, what is it? It's not the conjuring oh, yes. um, haunting in Connecticut. You know, you know, that scene at the end where, you know, all of the bodies that have all the markings all around them are all over their bodies are like surrounding yes. him in the basement as the house is burning. It's a very like iconic scene. Well, I remember watching that with him. And he goes, you know, that's what it's going to be like in hell. You know, that, <laughs> and that would be it terrifying. Scared the piss out of me. Like that. 
yeah like that I felt like that claustrophobic feeling and I was like I mean they don't even do anything to him but just me envisioning myself burning in hell and (laughs) just being surrounded by zombie looking people freaked me out and so I was always terrified that I was going to be possessed by the devil like I just wasn't a ever good enough at doing bible study or whatever um and also you know i watched a lot of exorcism type stuff because i was always obsessed with the the creepy side of things but because of that too like my grandpa would always do that where he'd be like you know you're watching all this stuff you know that's not good it's not it goes against like what the bible says and you're just inviting demons into your life and i'm like oh my god what if i am you know so if I had been told that Santa's counterpart would drag me to hell for being a bad kid, I would have 1000% believed that. And it would have been terrifying. And I would right? probably yeah, be I'm more very glad actually I <laughs> that I was introduced to Krampus as a young adult person who could view him from a different lens. Because if I'd known him from a child, I definitely wouldn't have that like big daddy energy vibe that I get from him, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. Like if I'd been terrified it's of such him a since a child, it would be a little different. But now I'm like, yeah, dude. All right. Take those naughty kids away. <laughs> right. Uh, I think that's all I'm like going over my notes. I think that was most of my fun facts. So one last thing that I think is kind of funny to bring up is <clears throat> National Geographic in this article points out to um, kind of like what you're talking about uh, where they're like, what what kind of is the yeah. appeal of Krampus, especially nowadays? And it's like <clears throat> the kind of dual personality. And they talk about the fact that when a person dresses as Krampus or becomes the beast, right, all of a sudden they become very mysterious. Mm. And so there's kind of that allure, you know, of being that creepy, demonic, pagan monster that everybody's just like, feels like has this kind of power around him and it allows humans to get in touch with their animalistic side. So I think that's kind of funny that, you know, there's always kind of that primal part of us that does connect with our pagan ancestors. Oh, that's so funny. Well, and I just, (laughs) this is another just good example of my poor little childhood brain being warped by things I was consuming. Um, Because, like, my favorite Disney movie is Beauty and the Beast, right? So my deepest fear was being kidnapped. But there was also a part (laughs) of me that was like, okay, but if I get kidnapped, like, I'm fucking adorable. You'll love me. It'll be fine. (laughs) I was also always convinced that I would be able to befriend my – at least befriend my captor. Whether or not we would fall in love, we'll we'll get there later on. But I was like, at the very least, like, I could charm them. And it'll be fine. Like, so I definitely had this very warped, confusing fear and also desire at the same time is very weird. Yeah, that's super funny. You, it's definitely like that fairy tale. Yeah. Oh, I love a good fairy tale. You, I think. So your prewitching slip today is to slip? go watch this 2015 movie with Adam Scott because it's amazing. And also anything with Tony Collette in it is amazing. So you should watch it anyway. Um, it's definitely campy and Absolutely. cheesy as heck, but... Most of the Krampus movies I've seen have been absolutely terrible. So this one at least gives you, it leans into the terrible a little bit and you'll definitely have a lot of good laugh out loud moments. So your first per witch and slip is to watch this movie. (laughs) And your second per witch and slip is to be a little naughty this week. Indulge in your own Krampus side. However, 
however that looks for you. Yeah. So have a yeah, little fun. Be a little bad, not but week, so. not so bad that you get dragged to hell and beaten with sticks. Just bad enough that he'll be like, you want to help? Yeah. Maybe? There's balance. Right? <laughs> oh Hire gosh, me, Krampus. Krampus. Sidekick? That would be so cool. And then we'd fall in love and that whole like Stockholm Syndrome childhood trauma fantasy will come to life for me oh and it'll be gosh. fine. Everyone's learning a lot about me today. Yeah, just, I'm very open. This is me in the morning. <laughs> and not um, margarita. Yeah, it's actually very people. true. I feel like sober me will tell you anything. <laughs> Drunk me is a little more secretive. <laughs> so uh, thank you for waking yeah. up. You sound more awake now. That was also my goal. I wanted this to be fun. I, I, I hope everybody enjoys coffee, it. So. And I'm honestly, you know, part of me kind of hopes that we have technical issues in the future because this does make for yeah. a fun series where we mourn the content that was lost, but we get to talk about things like Krampus that we probably wouldn't be able to fit into our recording schedule anyway. So we will have a stack of yes. topics on standby that we will throw at you when the Absolutely. Mercury retrograde. So let us know on happen. Instagram today. Your I want to know your irrational childhood fears. Let's... Let's get some of those. Um, I need yes, now that I've freely that. given you all of this weird information about myself, I would like some back. <laughs> so tell me your <laughs> creepy childhood fears. <laughs> and um, yeah, just have fun with it. Let us know. Is this the first time you're hearing of Krampus? When did you learn about Krampus? I'm um, yeah, I'm excited to keep this conversation going on social media. So come hang out with us over there today. And if you have a Krampus knot, Tell us how you celebrate because I think that would be super That would be fun. We should do that. Hire somebody to chase us out of the mountains. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why do oh, you, yeah. you know, like they do the turkey trot on Thanksgiving? Like we could. Krampus not the trot. Krampus not trot. <laughs> the Krampus crawl, but spell crawl with a K. Associates with running. There we, oh my gosh. I was we like, just I got to spell it Kardashian style. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. makes it much Krampus more edgy, brawl. I think. Anyway. You gotta say it weird, probably. Yeah, so I am doing a 21-day challenge where it's not like a lose-weight challenge or anything like that. It's kind of a, a get-your-shit-together challenge, to be honest. Because between, like, the fires and the, the <laughs> pandemic that we're all experiencing and all of the general grossness of 2020... I have been developing really bad habits, like getting takeout all the time and I'll justify it. You know, like, I feel like 2020 has also become the year of justification where you're like, oh yeah, it's okay to order Grubhub every night. 2020 is the year of the perwitching slip, <laughs> you know, but it's like, it is, but there comes a time where it's like you're giving yourself a few too many perwitching slips. And it's like, Shale, first of all, you need to save money. And also that's just not healthy to eat that much takeout. So it's kind of a more hey let's develop some good habits again so i think because running is one of those things believe it or not 2020 is the year that made me i started running this year too always hated running but it's become something that i'm i don't know what it is maybe it's just because like we're all pent up in our houses or whatnot but i think that's what i'm going to do now is (gasps) i was wondering where we were tying that back in that's brilliant i also isn't there one of those apps that's like you're being chased by zombies and you'll get caught I, I feel like there's no, but I feel like I there's an app like that, that that's supposed like, that to be motivating amazing. where it's like, hey, if you don't get to this checkpoint in a certain amount of time, you're dead. And that's the kind of motivation I need. I need to feel like I'm being chased to run successfully, I think. So 
if not we should create a Krampus app call it yeah we need to bone up on our engineering skills because that would be really fun if anybody knows how to make apps (laughs) yeah if there's any yeah if there's any tech people out in the universe yeah you can't steal this idea NDA this is ours (laughs) you're not taking our idea trademarked (laughs) eventually (laughs) oh my gosh how fun would that be like if this you know podcast blows up one day and we have this will be the episode that does it the krampus episode is gonna just skyrocket us it would be the top of the podcast chart (laughs) yeah everyone's gonna be like how did i not know about these weird girls yeah that that'll definitely be what they discover about us is that we are freaking weird but i'm okay Uh, with that well thank you everybody for joining us i'm gonna go press publish on this bad boy because it's sunday (laughs) podcast day all right, this is your unedited, <laughs> unedited content coming to you live because we make sure that we give our and people today. What, they what you need, need is the anti-hero Krampus. Cheers to that. Mm. Cheers to that. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. You all know it's us against AI in this algorithm eat algorithm world, so please help us out. Please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, marg-loving friends out there, so please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers. <laughs>